Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome, everybody, to the Hockey Think Tank podcast brought to you by thehockeythinktank.com, a website for all players, parents, and coaches to go to get a little bit of education and a little bit of inspiration regarding the greatest game on the planet. What an episode we have for you guys here today. We are bringing on the founder of the clothing brand, Humble Hockey, Corey Comiskey, onto the podcast. And this was a really, really fun conversation. Vex has, uh, you know, some 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 knees deep into uh, the Humble Hockey with his GM Gumbum clothing line. And so uh, great partnership there. And it was really fun to be able to talk to Corey here uh, on this interview. So before we do get over to Corey, let's bring on that talent of the podcast, the one Jeffrey Levecchio. Vex, back from the honeymoon in Hawaii. Probably a little rested, but probably like just rearing and ready to go. How are we doing today, my man? I'm great, dude. I hate traveling. <laughs> <laughs> I, ever since I retired, like I don't travel like too much anymore because you know, you're playing, especially in Europe, you're traveling all the time. And then in eight, when I played in Asia, those two seasons, we traveled, we flew to everywhere, every team in the league except one. So traveled a lot. And uh, man, I hate flying now. I don't know how often you fly. And I don't know about people listening to this. I'm guessing you guys fly a lot because you're listening to a hockey podcast. You're probably flying all over with your kids. Good for you. You're awesome. Kids listening, hug mom and dad. You have no idea how much time, energy, effort, and money they're spending on you on this travel. But anyways, I hate flying. Like just sitting there for so long and ugh, there's people Ooh, you know, just too much. So what was happy it? to be home. What? Wait, what was it? Ooh, you know, like you, you always get stuck next to the person who like is like an elbow flyer. And then you're just battling elbows the whole time. You're battling for a position for, you know, six hour flight. But anyways, it was a beautiful honeymoon. We had an unbelievable time. I am ready to absolutely murder the world now and set it on fire and start killing it again. So happy to be back, long-winded, uh, and super excited to have my buddy Corey on. Um, I met Corey the year that I retired and started coaching. So that was 2018-19 uh, season. Um, and he reached out to me on behalf of Humble Hockey and wanted to send me some GMBM uh, clothing pieces because they liked the message. And that kind of started our friendship and our business relationship where, where they they uh, make everything from my GMBM line. And uh, I just wanted to have somebody in on the trenches on our podcast and doing something in the business aspect of hockey that isn't hockey. You know, I talked about in the middle of the podcast when we start talking about his journey, 
how, you know, hockey is so crazy expensive. And part of that is because there's only like two or three major companies that make almost everything. So, you know, if we get other people involved in this, you know, hopefully that'll make them drive their prices down by, you know, working with people like humble hockey for, for your clothing or your team gear needs or stuff like that. So I don't know, you know, we talked about it at length here on the podcast. Yeah. And like I said, at the end of it, like humble hockey fits in very well. (laughs) <laughs> right. just seems like a really blue collar hardworking dude and uh, yeah it's great to hear his story great to hear kind of his journey in the business of of hockey with his clothing line and and yeah it was a really fun conversation and so let's get over to that conversation but first we got some people to thank want to thank gel sticks our title sponsor go to gelstx.com for some unbelievable weighted training sticks. And if you use the coupon code think tank, you will get a discount on those weighted training sticks. Jeffrey. Want to thank train heroic. I had two more youth teams sign up with me in the last two weeks here um, to start working with their teams two 14 U teams from uh, different areas in the country uh, using train heroic. It's how I'm currently training NCA division one, Alaska Fairbanks all online. Uh, same for Lawrence University, NCA Division Three, Boston Hockey Academy, uh, Mercer Chiefs, uh, Wisconsin Windigo in the Null, uh, Spokane Junior Chiefs organization. I'm working with so many organizations and I can help you guys no matter what your situation is. Gym at the rink, no gym, home workouts for younger players. I can help you for super cheap uh, and I've helped over 10,000 hockey players now all online. So please don't be... Uh, Bashful to reach out. So thank you to Train Heroic for allowing me to help so many hockey players. Also want to thank Cure Nutrition. Cure Nutrition is a CBD uh, company that I'm with. I use it every single day, twice a day, uh, not only for brain health, for, you know, body health. Uh, massively important that we're getting in these these uh, uh, cannabinoids. Our, our body is starving for them with our ECN receptors inside our body. If you have questions about what CBD is, how to use it, you know, what the difference is in between quality and, you know, gas station CBD, uh, wasting your money there. Just reach out to me anytime or go to curednutrition.com and use my discount code GMBM. Boom. There we go. And we also want to thank sponsor Helios Hockey and Helios Unbelievable Product. What it is, is you get a sensor that you put in your shoulder pads. And with that sensor, it's going to give you instant feedback, particularly on a couple different things like your stride mechanics. Uh, also going to give you something called a hustle score, which is going to show you how hard you hustle on the ice, which is awesome, I think, for, for youth hockey players. Um, but even more importantly, it also, for those of you that want to use video to make yourself better at hockey, it gives you instantly your shifts cut up right after the game, whether you're doing it through live barn, whether you're doing it through an iPad, like just an unbelievable service. Not only is it giving you data on your skating style, it's giving you data on your work ethic, and it's also cutting your shifts up for you and saving you a ton of time if you want to go through some of that stuff. So uh, go to helioshockey.com. We do have a discount code with them as well. It is think tank one word, and it will give all new Helios members 20% off their initial 12-month membership, and uh, you actually get the sensor for free if you do that. So uh, great partnership there. Another great partnership is IceHockeySystems.com. These guys are amazing. The best website out there. If you want to become a better coach, want to become a better player, or even want to become a better parent, we have partnered with them to do an associations platform where you can get this for every single coach within your organization. 
thousands of drills to choose from, to be able to put in your practice plans, the ability to make practice plans, put them in PDF format and send them out to your kids or send them out to your parents or your coaches before the practice. Um, just an unbelievable hockey education website. So head on over to icehockeysystems.com today. Check out the association's platform. And most of all, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who continue to listen to the podcast and support us. Uh, if you can, keep sharing us to everybody that you know. <laughs> if you feel like we're providing a positive resource for the hockey world, uh, Vex and I, our mission with doing this is to make the hockey world a better place and and uh, make it a little bit more tolerable for people who think it's a little nuts. So uh, we appreciate your guys' support. If you continue to share us, leave us ratings, leave us reviews, wherever you get your podcast today. Uh, just goes a long way for, for helping us to grow our audience. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate everything you do for us. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. So without further ado, here we go with the founder of the clothing line Humble Hockey, Corey Kaminsky. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We are so excited to have on this episode of the podcast. He's out in beautiful Pittsburgh, PA. We have Corey Kamiski on the podcast. Corey, how are we doing today, man? Great. How are you guys doing? We are doing good. We are doing good. And uh, Corey, we are going to get to some of your humbleness, your humble hockey, which is a, a very big partner with what Jeff is doing in a bit. But let's introduce you to our audience first. And uh Grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. How did you uh, end up falling up, falling in love with this great game of hockey? I uh, grew up in Northern New Jersey, actually. Oh God, I even um, freaking said that and asked you that. <laughs> that's you right. In Pittsburgh, what you grew up in? Yeah, Sparta. Get on your Jersey. game, Topher. Oh, Come on. Yeah. Hey, hey, I little brain fart, little brain fart. It's okay. Um, I, you know, I was just on my honeymoon in Hawaii. With my wife. <laughs> oh, wait, that was me. Just kidding. That was Vex. But uh, okay, so take that back. Grew up in Sparta, New Jersey. In, That's uh, right. So how'd you fall in love with this great game? Uh, grew up in, in uh, a good time in that area when the Devils and Rangers were both pretty good. And uh, self-admittedly was a front runner and kind of liked whichever one of them were doing better. Um, <laughs> watched a ton of hockey growing up. So who did up. you root for? Hold on. Who did you root for in that 94 semifinals then? The one that went to game uh, seven when Mateau won it? Devils. I was, I was on oh. the Devils at that point. Uh-oh. Well, they yep. got it the next year, so at least that's okay. Yep. Yeah, so it was a good time. Good time to uh, to be in that area. Um, played, played like street hockey, just kind of casually. Um, grew up right on a lake, so when the lake would freeze, we'd get some good uh, pond hockey games going. But there was no uh, organized hockey in the town, so um, I was kind of left out uh, in that sense. Um my parents weren't really interested in driving early in the morning, a couple hours to a rink, and it was super expensive. So um, played some other sports, soccer, and I uh, wound up falling in love with lacrosse. Um, played lacrosse through high school and played a year in college. Um, and then from college until I was about 30, I didn't really do anything competitive and didn't realize that that was a huge component um, of my life that I was missing. Um, so wanted to get back into something thought, you know, 
what better thing to do than, than finally be able to play hockey. Um, so being in Pittsburgh, the pens were doing great. Um, I was like a, a avid fan. Um, so I got out there and laced them up with the little kids and learned to skate again and, uh, joined some beer league teams and, and really fell in love. Um, been playing ever since I'm on three teams now and, and I love every minute of it. Wow. Good for you. Three teams. That's yeah. Scheduling stuff. It's only, it's usually, uh, I did it because the games were so spread out. Uh, thinking that if I was on three teams, one of the teams would at least play once a week, but it really turns out that it's like two or three games in a night and then two weeks off. So, <laughs> not great. Your back <laughs> and your groins probably need it too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude. I played my first men's league game in probably like a year and a half last week and talk about groins, my hips, like towards the third period Vex, you're probably going to give me some crap for this, but like through the third period, like. Your hips weren't lying. They were. <laughs> they were. They were. They were telling the truth. They were Shakira. Like, like Shakira says, the hips were not lying. Yes, dude. There's nothing. There's nothing you can do that's like hockey. Like, yeah, you can do all this stuff, but like when you like really haven't played in a minute, and then you jump out into a game and you you hit a couple sprints, you you feel it the next day. That is for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and it's it's like. The greatest workout I've ever had. I, it, you know, I feel like I'm getting off the ice as soon as I got on. Like it feels like a good, the hour goes in a blink, and I look at my watch and I'm burning 1,100 calories and not even realizing I'm working out. You know, it's like it's really the most fun uh, exercise that you can get. I think my hips are also just screaming all the time. I have some labrum issues, so they go on me every once in a while, but. Uh, I suck it up. My wife asked me the other day, I was hobbling around. She's like, is it really worth it? And I said, yep. You, <laughs> you don't know. You just know if you don't get it, you don't get it. That's great. That's well, great. I'll send you my hip mobility program after this too. I sent ah. you that immediately, bro. I got you. Awesome. Yeah. Could have asked me that. Guess. Yeah, uh, I'll get after guess, it. Guess my inv- invitation got lost in the mail. Well, uh, your invitation has been longstanding. You want any training from me? I'll send it immediately, but you just have to do it. I That's know. the hard part. I thought you just like <laughs> subscribe and then it, it all works itself out. Yeah. You know, if only that's how it worked. I, I wish me staring at the weights got me as jacked as I am, but unfortunately it's not, that's not the case guys. You got to actually lift them. <laughs> you know, what's the crazy part though. Uh, so we had that, that beer league game or whatever, and the game was at 10 o'clock at night and I was like, Oh Ooh. my God, 10 o'clock. Right. And, um, but I went to, but dude, like it was, it was amazing because you missed, like you missed the locker room. Because after the oh, yeah. game, the game ended at whatever, 11, 11, 15, 11, 30. And I was literally at the rink till like 1, 15 in the morning. And I didn't even realize I was at the rink until 1, 15 in the morning. Cause you're just, you know, talking to the guys and talking about whatever and catching up. And you're just in the locker room. You're sitting like, take your, you know, you take your top stuff off and then you sit in your bottoms for about a half an hour and just talk. And then you're like, oh crap, I got to get my bottom stuff off. So you finally do. And then you sit there with just like your you know, your Under Armour stuff on. And then, uh, you, you know, you just, then you go shower and then you come back and then you spend another half an hour once you're showered with your clothes on. And then all of a sudden it's an hour and a half later. There's nothing better than that. I miss that so much. Ah, oh, so much. And that, I think that was like a big part of it too, is like, you know, being on a team, working towards a, a goal. And it's like a little, it's a small goal. Like in business, you can work with people and you have longer term goals, but there's something about going out and it's like, 
yeah, it's just beer league, right? But it's like a little battle. And it's so fun to come together with a group of guys and, and get after it, you know? So true. So true. I, think it's, about it. I think it's something that a lot of guys, and I tell this to a lot of guys, one of my one of my pro clients, longtime pro clients, had a great career. His name is Michael Hunterbrinker, battled his way. He went from uh, being healthy scratch, his first five pro games uh, in the coast, his first year, to, you know, being offered contracts in the DEL, SHL, Finland, like played in Switzerland. This guy had an unbelievable career and decided to retire to retire early to uh, to pursue, you know, a life after hockey and being with his wife full time and stuff like that. And and something I was telling him two weeks ago is, man, you got to find a locker room. Like you got to find like, and I don't even mean like, like specifically a hockey locker room, but like something like a locker room when you're finished playing, because like, we need that. Like we've had that our whole lives. Mm-hmm. We need something. And and I think it's even more than a locker room is what, what you said, Corey, is like being with a group of guys trying to accomplish a goal. I think that, you know, come together every week, every other week, you know, monthly, something like that. And you're, you're pushing each other. It's just, it's, I think it's just something that guys need, especially people who played any kind of sports and especially if you played it at any kind of high level, you can't just stop and just like go into the real world and not have that anymore. And I think that's why I got a lot of guys struggle in life after professional sports or college sport, any type of locker room. And we really need that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's um, I, I, it, it was amazing when I, when I got back into it, how it was like an epiphany. I was like, man, this is it. This is what was missing. Um, and I didn't, I didn't, you don't know what you got till it's gone kind of thing. Like I didn't, I didn't know that I was going to miss that. Nobody really, people tell you like, Oh, enjoy it while you're there. But until you actually, you're actually out of it. Um, you, you don't realize this, you know? Well, the other Love thing it. that you were talking about earlier too, was the competition side of things. That's one oh, of yeah. the things that like, I, you know, we're all competitive people like Vex and I are probably maybe a little over competitive if that's maybe that's not a thing, but you know, we don't like to lose and we like to win. <laughs> um, but you know, like just when those competitive juices, what you said, when those get flowing again, it's for, at least for me, it's so good for my mental health when there's like something on the line and a winner and a loser And Mm -hmm. it's honestly like for me, beer league, isn't that much fun when it's like a four goal lead or a three goal lead for me, beer league is fun when it's like close. And then like, especially towards like the end of the game. And it's always funny when we do our charity games. So I've, I've put on a ton of different charity games and we bring in like NHL players to play against, you know, townspeople or youth hockey coaches and things like that. And it's always really funny because the beginning of the game, the NHL guys are always kind of like taking a little slow, like, Oh, this is a charity game, you know? And then in the third period, if the score is close, which every time it is, then all of a sudden they're like, something clicks and they're like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then they start going like, you know, a lot harder and it's just, uh, it's hilarious, but that like the competitiveness too, like the locker room is great, but also the ability to compete is too. Yeah. Yeah. Necessary. Like, yeah. And you don't want to be like a Johnny tryhard out there and like, be like plowing people over and stuff. Yeah. But you know, there is a, if it's turned down too much and it's too friendly of a game, it's not that fun either. You know, if people are like kind of just going through motions. I like to like get after it. We're not trying to hurt each other, but let's play hard and and try and win. You know, I love it. I miss it. I don't. I don't play at all anymore. Um, and it's hard. Like whenever I get out there, I have so 
much fun. Like I have so much fun. Exactly what Tove said. I never want to leave the rink. Like I'll just sit in the locker room until the last guy's gone. I want to be there as long as I can whenever I do play and just like soak up as much of it as I can. And I, I definitely really, really miss it. The only reason I don't play is because of all my concussions. It's just not, it's not something that uh, I want to risk for my family moving forward. And as an entrepreneur, like I can't miss a week of work. I don't have anybody working for me. <laughs> so yeah. um, it's a decision I had to make. Unfortunately, it really sucks. But uh, one day I'll, I'll be able to play play men's league again and hopefully i'll uh come down to chicago and play some games with hope that'd be pretty fun too cousin connection get it going again i'll just skate around like an <laughs> idiot usual you'll be nasty and just somehow find me back door tapping what's up <laughs> <laughs> i like it well uh well Corey, um you know just in, in getting to know you just off of uh off screen here before we got on you are a hockey parent of a triple a hockey player. And there's a lot of ways that we can go with this. Um, it's funny. I just got back actually from a parent information session. So I, I travel around and I do a bunch of parent talks, um, for kids at all levels and all ages. And, um, it, it's one of those things where being a youth hockey parent could be a little confusing. Being a hockey parent can be a little stressful. There's a lot of different things. And, and like, the reason why honestly is like youth sports as a whole is a billion dollar business and that's a billion with a B and that's business with a B. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so with that comes so many different opportunities to, you know, play on these tournament teams or spring stuff or this skills coach or go to that tournament or, you know, whatever. There's just like, I'm sure all the hockey parents that are listening to this are like, yep, I got 19 different emails this month from somebody trying to get some money from me to play on some team or do something. Right. Um, so what, just to kind of like broad strokes picture, you know, you're, uh, a passionate hockey guy. Now you, you run a hockey apparel business. You're, you're in it with your kid. What is like one piece of advice that you would have for a hockey parent that's going through the grind right now? Um, well, one thing that I really, uh, have always done is, is I just, I let my kid kind of drive the bus. He's in charge. It's what he wants to do. I'm not pushing him to do anything. I don't tell him he's got to go to camps. I, he wants to do all these things. And sometimes I have to say no, because it's just, um, I hemorrhage money sometimes, you know? Um, but he's really in charge. So it's like, he doesn't really feel a lot of pressure from me. Um, he, you know, I, I'm giving him hand signals in the stands sometimes, you know, get the feet going, turn the intensity up. You know, I do give him some of that. But there, there's I don't think there's a lot of pressure for me for him to be great. All I expect from him is, you know, a good attitude and a lot of effort. Um, when it comes to the AAA stuff, we're part of a great program, Pittsburgh Predators. Um, we have great coaches in the building. Um, it's 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 great. Like I, I really compared to, you know, what else I see out there. It's it's a really good program. It's just sometimes so every time I turn around, it is so expensive. Um, and sometimes it, it does feel um, like money grabs and not necessarily with that organization, just like you're saying, with getting invited to play on summer teams and other things like sometimes there's, you know, a tournament and it's like six hundred dollars for a tournament and it's two games. And they're getting head to toe unis for two games. 
games. Two and games. I'm like, why, why it's already expensive. And there's some things that we can't change about the expense, right? The ice, the rafts, the EMTs, all of that is already expensive. The equipment, when there's a, an opportunity to just like wear a penny or something, I'm all for that. You know, we have bags and bags of, of jerseys that'll never be worn again. Um, and they're cool, like keepsakes, right? But it, it just seems like sometimes every w- which way you turn is a money grab. Um, and that's that's tough, you know, because I know a lot of people, um, myself included, sometimes it's like, man, I'm, I'm a little tight right now. Like that that's not um, that's not what I want to be spending my money on. Um, is is that something you do what he, whatever he's able to do, you know? Is that something you feel comfortable bringing up to the team? Is that something you taught our teams or whatever? Is that like, how, how does that go in the hockey yeah. world right now? It's kind of tough because it, it, and it's not, it, again, it's not that, or it's not the organization, like the, the team fees and stuff seem right in line with where they should be. Um, it's, it's more like the extra stuff. And then, Oh, these three kids are doing it. You know, Jay wants to do it. So it's, it's, it's a little bit of like keeping up with the Joneses in a sense. Um, and I don't want him to ever feel like, oh, well, if I don't go to this training, I'm not going to get playing time or I'm not going to be as good as these kids. Because we all know, I mean, you guys know for sure, you your time on ice is really important. But there's so much that you can do off the ice to improve your game. That costs nothing. You could get a ball and and work on your stick handling in the basement or garage or driveway. And if you really want to get better, there's always something that you could be doing to get better. And that's something that I try to explain to my son Jay all the time is like he's he wants to go to these private lessons. And I said, well, what did you do so far this week to get better? Did you go in the garage? We have a full setup in the garage, slick tiles, net, backstop, every stick handling thing you can imagine, like we have it all and they're at his disposal, you know, and, and I'll ask him, what did you do this week to get better? And he, and he doesn't have an answer. And then the answer to, can we go to this private lesson is no, you know, I, I'll facilitate everything I can, but he has to show me that desire um, without being prompted. You know, I'm not going to say get in the garage and shoot a hundred pucks. Like he has to want that. Right. Um, so I'm trying to instill that in him you know, in, in an indirect way, we've had this conversation, you know, directly. Um, but I also try and let him, you know, take responsibility, um, for his own destiny here. You know, it's like, how good do you actually want to be? That's awesome. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I love that. That's such a good way of doing it. And I want, like, I want to say something because, like, it's interesting. You talk about the Joneses. When I do my yeah. parent talks, one of the things I talk a lot about is FOMO and like the fear of missing out. Yeah. And I, I tell the parents, I'm like, you know, these Joneses people, the Joneses. Yeah, don't follow those guys. 
Like, I don't like the Joneses. Yeah. We we don't need to keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> it's yeah. it's, it's it's okay. Just because little Johnny, we, we beat up on little Johnny a lot on this podcast, but just because little Johnny has, you know, nine tournament teams that he's on and, and eight private lesson coaches and um, all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, like you don't need to be doing that. And at the end of the day, like a big buzzword in Jeff's world and a big buzzword in just the development world in general is recovery recovery Mm -hmm. how important is recovery and burnout is a real thing it's a very real thing and there's an epidemic of hip groin ab injuries in youth hockey players now it used to be kind of like just for the pros (laughs) and just for for the college guys and now like you're seeing midget hockey players even bantam hockey players having all these groin hip issues it's just you're you're using them too much it's overuse and Mm -hmm. so yeah, don't don't listen to those Joneses people. The the Joneses don't know what they're doing, and their kid they might be uh, slightly better than yours right now because they're on the ice that much, but they're probably going to quit hockey in two years or they're going to get hurt. And it's like you both both of you guys said, like the, the garage is free. Like you can be working on so many things in the garage every so day, true. every other day that is free after, for years after the initial startup cost, which you've already put in. Um, and you're not using your hip groins and back the same way that you are on the ice. And I would even argue like Toph and I talked about this on a recent episode about like where we would create games in our own heads. You know, like I didn't know he was doing that. He didn't know I was doing that. Uh, Raja, who we had on the podcast, you know, he was doing it on his own. Like I'd be on the garage saying to myself, like, all right, if I go posting in 10 in a row, I'm going to play in the NHL, you know, and I would not leave the garage until I hit 10 in a row. And every time I messed up, I just start back at one. And I would just do that like all the time, having fun out there. And also like allowed me to be creative. And, you know, I make, make jokes all the time about like my lack of skill. Um, and I, I was not skilled at the higher levels, but I was also like pretty creative and would get around my lack of skill by doing other things on the ice. And a lot of that came from, you know, time in the garage or in the basement with myself, just like trying different things and having fun, you know, and arguably that, that did a lot more for my career probably than the handful of private lessons that I did anyways, because I was doing that stuff in the garage almost every day, you know? Yeah. I mean, we had, yeah, I think, like, we, on... we, we skipped summer league um, because, you know, even as a family, we're, I have a five-year-old as well and he's hockey obsessed, doesn't skate yet. We tried it. Didn't go well. <laughs> so he just stays on his feet. He's playing some deck hockey. But as a family, we're at the rink so often, uh, you know, five days a week, six days a week during the season. So like the summer, we need some time to like go for a hike, go paddle around in a kayak, do some other, go for a bike ride, do some other stuff. So, you know, summer league, um, I also, uh, you know, this season I noticed summer league is creating some bad habits. For, and I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but summer league here is either three on three or four on four full ice. So at the younger level, you know, 10U, um, they're just learning positioning and they get comfortable in their positioning during the season. By the end of the season, they're looking pretty good. And then they go play three on three summer league. And the beginning of the next season, it's looking like hero hockey. It's everybody's trying to go coast to coast. Nobody's in their position. It kind of like built in some some bad habits. Um, and again, you're you're at the rink how many days a week? It's um if you, I, I took like my coaching module with USA Hockey, 
And I keep reading over and over and over, like it's important to play other sports, but then there's no time to play other sports, you know? So I think you kind of have to, like you're saying, recovery, uh, even like a mental recovery, go and play baseball or doing something else. It works on other skills. um, And it's also just, it's, it's probably good for your brain. 100%. (laughs) 100%. And going back to effects, like, um, you know, we had Rut, Rutger McGroarty, who's first round draft pick to the Jets, Michigan hockey player, and and his dad, who is GM in the USHL on last week. And we were talking about like what was important for your development. And they talked about how often they played shinny hockey in the basement. Like that was the first thing they talked about <laughs> was was how often they did that as like a father son and just falling in love with the game by doing that. And yeah, like when you're just doing too much of the structured stuff, um, you, you, you kind of fall out of love with it a little bit and you know, you gotta, you gotta recharge that battery a little bit by, by doing things a little bit more, more fun by playing other sports, by what you said, going hikes with your family and taking family, you know, don't spend $2,000 on a tournament, go on a freaking family vacation in the summer. <laughs> yeah. That would, that would help for everybody's mental health and, and well being. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's difficult uh, waters to navigate, and and like you said, I mean, I even had a conversation with my sister the other day. Who he's, she's got a son who's seven, and she was kind of like, we kind of have to choose between soccer and hockey travel. Like he wants to do both, but like can't, and he's seven, <laughs> so it's just it's yeah, crazy, it's, it? it's only going to get more expensive. Yeah, 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 and and for me, you know, that's that's where my relationship with Corey here actually started. Um, years ago, I think it might've been the first year I retired. Maybe, um, maybe it was like 2018 Christmas. I think Corey, Corey reached out to me and his ex-partner, um, saying, Hey man, we love like your give more, be more philosophy and the saying, we want to make some clothing for you and send it to you. And if you like it, you know, maybe we'll make some shirts for your guys or something. And they sent me this massive care package with the first round of GMBM gear. And it was so dope because we had, we had talked about when we initially talked, is I was just retiring from hockey and, you know, they're starting up a a hockey clothing line and, you know, their whole thing is about like giving back, being a good person, like working hard, being humble. Their company's called humble hockey. So obviously I resonate with a whole bunch of those messages, but another thing is like, man, uh, a lot of, (laughs) a lot of these hockey warm-up suits that teams get and give to coaches and stuff um, are ugly and look like fugly trash bags. And I'm getting into coaching now, guys, and I don't want to be seen walking around in the streets in this trash bag. All right. A is ugly and I don't want to wear it. All right. Look good, feel good, coach good. That's my motto. All right. B, um, I, I look at like all the different ways that youth organizations can be doing things to uh, make more money, which will then offset the costs for hockey that costs a shitload of money um, and things like that. And I think like quality and cool looking team gear is free advertising if the kids want to wear it all the time. And that was something I had these these conversations with Corey right away. Like, hey, I'd love GMBM to get into like uh, um, warm up suits and travel suits for youth teams and junior teams, uh, a, so that they're cheaper than all of the massive companies that are just 
raping your wallet just because they can. And B, I want them to actually look cool so that the players want to actually wear these and represent their team and represent, you know, whatever it is. And so that's how my business relationship uh, uh, started here with Corey. And for me, like, you know, that's something I wanted to talk about with you and have you on the podcast to talk about humble hockey and, and where you're going with that, how you started that. I think so many people in hockey have such a passion and they want to turn something into a business. And you've done that with your love of hockey and clothes and, you know, creating humble hockey. So like, where did you start? How did you start? Where are you going with it type of thing? Yeah. So, uh, Going back all the way to like high school, but me and my buddies would like go buy iron on letters and make hoodies and they were awful. Obviously they were like, <laughs> you know, Hanes beefy tees with, with block letters look like mailbox writing. Um, so, you know, long history there. And it, it, it started in, in this form. Uh, I owned a construction company and I went to order shirts and it was like five grand or something for 12 guys to outfit them with hoodies and t-shirts and stuff. And uh, I kind of thought like, that's a ton of money. Like how much does this equipment cost? You know? And I looked into it and I bought like used low grade equipment and did that order myself. And then I had the equipment and I was like, what else can I make? You know? And I was, I was kind of like messing around with some ideas and I was heavy into hockey at the time. And looking at other hockey apparel, there wasn't a lot of stuff that I wanted to wear. It, it was a lot of like really loud, um, some cheesy stuff. I don't know, not to each their own on what people like, but it, there wasn't a lot of stuff that I wanted to wear. So I started messing around with it and came up with the logo and then um, I really thought that I, I had something and, and learned more about clothes and hats than I ever thought I would. I wasn't really interested in, in textiles and, you know, hat crown height and all the, the stuff that goes along with it. But um, you know, I immersed myself in it and learned everything I could and upgraded equipment and and just started putting stuff out. And within the first year of us being open, we had a picture of Cam Atkinson wearing one of our shirts, which was like, I was I was like, we made it. We got a guy in the NHL wearing our stuff. So like that was a really cool moment. Um, and then it, it, it evolved in, into working with you and working with other companies to achieve their goals. Um, I really like the design side of things. Um, I'm an industrious person, but I'm also creative. So um, I love, you know, Jeff, sometimes you'll send me like a hilarious sketch that Toph, your girls could definitely draw better than him. And I haven't seen their work, but Vex drawings are horrible, but <laughs> he gets the idea across. So then I take that and I, I work it up and I send it to him and it's, it's like usually one or two back and forth and we got it, you know, and, and I send him something out. And once he, he approves it, we put it up on the site and his stuff, your stuff is so well received. I think, um, you know, I hear from people, I, one of the coolest things actually is seeing the stuff out in the wild. I was at a tournament in Philadelphia last year and saw a kid wearing a GMBM hat and I had to stop him and say, Hey, how, how'd you hear about GMBM? What, where, how did this come about? And him and his mom told me the whole story. They listened to the podcast. Um, it was really cool, you know? Um, and, and what I hear from all the people is like the message and, and, you know, follow, they follow you because you motivate them and, and you've always got good things to say and they, they love the message. So they get cool clothing with a good message. Like that's a win-win, you know? 
Hey, Corey, so, do you have those drawings by any chance? Yeah, I could I could find them, I'm sure. We're gonna have to get that up on social media, Vex. I what would we love should, to see those drawings. What we should do is take his actual drawing and just put it on a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's perfect, you, right? Jeff, I'll send you one. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. They are not good. They're not good at all. I'm like, I, I'm thinking like this, but I don't know. And he'll just come back and I'll be like, bam. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's way better than what I was thinking. Thank you. you. Get, well you you're like, you get me. You get me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, how is the so so something that Corey and I have talked about a lot, like I talked about in the beginning too, was was like the what I think is like a a hole in the industry is like these garbage bag freaking warm-ups. Um, what's really interesting to me was hearing like how hard it is to source these things. Like it's not easy to find quality garments, you know, companies you trust to to make it and then they send it to you and then you put the stuff on and and so like that just that whole process like it's kind of changed my mind on on the whole industry of, you know, team clothes and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so where where are you right now in that process of trying to find uh, you know, the quintessential cool you know warm-up gear for uh for teams yeah that's that's the hardest part like we have our like cotton stuff down our t-shirts are great hoodies are great like the the under the radar hoodie that you so soft it's the softest like everybody that puts it on it becomes their favorite hoodie like it's it's if you toast usually wears that thing 99 percent of podcasts of course he didn't wear it tonight but he almost always is wearing that hoodie to podcast and it's such a banger I'll go it's incredible. It. I'm I mean, go it right I, I can't. I went through hundreds of of hoodies trying wow. to find the right one. Right. So, like, we, I would just order. I'd find different wholesalers and order like one of everything. Wow. Uh, it was a long process to find what we are, what our current offering is. And then we went down the road of trying to have our own garments made, which it turns out is like nearly impossible. It's like the industry is held down at stateside by like gatekeepers who are, cons- you know, they, they're consultants and they have all the overseas connections and, 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 you know, operations over there. So we started working with one to make a, a jogger suit, like a, you know, real high tech fabric, like Lululemon type fabric um, and joggers that have fit a big butt, big thighs you know, fitted, nice looking suit. And we spent a lot of money and a lot of time working with a company in Vietnam that claimed that they made stuff for Lululemon and Under Armour. And we got the sample suit back and it looked awesome. Like it, it, on the, like a picture of it would be amazing, but it was like cardboard. Oh. It had no stretch. It was terrible. So with that roadblock, we were like, ah, let's table this for now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then now uh, that was maybe four years ago. So now there are more um, like wholesale companies selling higher quality blanks um, that then we can brand work with. Um, yeah. So- I, I think it's so cool. I think the the possibilities are endless and I just wanted to bring it up because any teams out there, you know, teams are ordering their gear for the season and, and stuff like that right around now. And, and, you know, just keep in mind, like there's smaller companies out there who will give you a better price 
like a humble hockey to make your team's gear can make it spe- way more specific. Mm-hmm. You know, Corey can make this stuff like super specific team slogans on it. So if you're going to, you know, go to a company like CCM, you know, you might get crushed on the price. You're probably not going to have as good a service, but you go to a guy like Corey here, like it's going to be him answering the phone. Um, he's going to be helping you with your order. You can make t-shirts, you can make hats, you can make hoodies. I mean, you know, you could also go with a G. MBM line. What's up for your team? Like whatever. But, you know, I, I really wanted to have Corey on here because he makes such quality gear. He's such a hockey guy. He has such a passion for hockey. And, and I think we need to spotlight some of these smaller companies in the hockey world and the good they're doing. You know, he gives back through charitable organizations. And we'll talk about that here in a second. But, you know, there aren't just like three hockey companies. And the more that we let other people be in this space, it's going to bring prices down because something Tof and I have talked about since the beginning of this effing podcast is how expensive hockey is getting it's out of control and it's crazy and it's kind of also because there's monopoly there's like two or three you know companies that make everything so you know i just want to tell everybody out there to check out humble hockey and reach out to them for your team gear needs or me and we can make it a gmbm collab um and, and you know it's just let's start looking outside those those mainstream options there's really great people doing great things like Corey here. I just paid uh, $90 for a team hoodie for my 10 year old the other day. $90. Yeah. It's like, an, it's actually super nice, but, uh, but yeah, it's not $90. Nice. Nah, no, it's not. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. And we, you know, we, we do work with a bunch of teams um, and we do, like you said, we do super custom stuff. We put numbers on everything, put your name on it. Uh, we do a lot of like family gear Um that doesn't necessarily even have the the team logo on it, but it has the team name. Um, you know, it, sometimes people get a little frustrated with the pro shop offering again a Hanes beefy tee or like a, a horrible sweatshirt with the big logo on it, and like they don't really want to wear that, but they want to support the team. Um, so we do that, and it, you know, on the website at right at the top of the humblehockey.com, uh, the top banner just says "Click for inquiries about custom and team gear." Uh, the way that we produce things, we don't have to have minimums. So if you want like a handful of things, we can do that for you. Um, and our goal is, huge. is definitely to get into like the full team gear with the warmups. Um, we do do t-shirts and hoodies and stuff. Um, the warmups, most, most of the teams want that, you know, specific hockey looking warmup. And I can't believe that people still buy those uh, nylon they're they're so horrible like i coaching in them you come off and like it's like it's like being in the sauna in a garbage bag <laughs> it's ridiculous they're i mean i don't worst. know I, really I, i'm shocked that people wear them especially like everything's comfortable now like my jeans feel like sweatpants but yet the the skate suit is still a garbage bag it's just bizarre <laughs> Tof, you got you got jeans, sweatpants yet? Jogger jeans, you got those yet or no? No, I don't. Do I need? Yeah, of course don't. This guy, this guy, if it's not being sold at Costco jeans, he's not getting it. I'm gonna get hey, you buddy, some, some sweatpants jeans. I have not bought a piece of clothing since the year of 2010, <laughs> and why is that? Because I got married. So like, awesome. everything, That's everything awesome. is coming from M. She's she's my my shopper. I love it. My, my, my style sense. Well, you talked about like some of the giving back and, and we are big fans of that. Obviously on this podcast, Vex and I both are, are very big believers in using our, our influence for good. And so you have a, a charitable organization that you're on the board of called the assistant goals foundation. 
Um, tell our listeners a little bit about what that is, what you guys do, and and kind of where where they can find you. Yeah, it's uh, it's called the Assisted Goals Foundation. Assistedgoals.org is the website. Um, it's really easy when you go on there. You can see all the information. There's a donate to, uh, button to donate. There's also a button to apply for some help. And and what the the charity is is we saw a, a little bit of a gap where there's a lot of programs that will introduce hockey to people and give free gear for learn to play. And, and that's wonderful. Um, there wasn't really anything for people that may, maybe experience a hardship mid season um, and are having trouble, you know, paying their hockey dues or, or, you know, paying for a hotel for road trip. Uh, mom or dad loses a job. Somebody gets sick, whatever the financial hardship is, we can help out with that. And we, we write grants um, I believe we just wrote about 20 checks in September um, and we're going to do another round in um, in November or December. Um, and last year we raised over $30,000. We did a, a, a equipment drive and then had an equipment sale where like pants were five bucks, um, skates were 10 bucks, like so that people could get some equipment. Um, and we had some really nice stuff. Um, so just trying to help out like, you know, the people that are already in and bought in, like, you know, one, one kid who's a senior year and uh, mom lost her job. So she was working two or three part-time jobs to try and get, pay his, his hockey dues. So we helped them out and wrote them a check. Um, it's not really for, um, you know, Oh, I'd like my kid to play hockey, but I can't afford it. It's really more for like people that are already in it. And have some kind of a, an emergency or something happens and they just can't can't make ends meet and we don't we don't want to interrupt um you know the kid playing hockey our our slogan is keep keep the kids playing the game so awesome. that's what that's what we're trying to do and it's been it's been great so far um you know we've helped some families in i want to say eight or nine states um, we're based in pittsburgh our goal is to move into every uh nhl city and have an organization in every NHL city and work with those NHL teams to, you know, facilitate this because it's been very well received and it's needed. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. I love that tagline too. keep the kids playing the game. I think that's, uh, that's unreal. And, and uh, like the hockey community is amazing. It really is amazing. And um, when whenever somebody has a hardship or people are in need, the hockey community community typically takes care of each other. And mm-hmm. you've seen it firsthand in a lot of different ways. I mean, right now, um, you know, some of the big news in, in the hockey world, Chris Snow, who was an assistant general manager with the Calgary Flames, um, you know, he had ALS and, and tragically just passed away and, and the hockey community is rallying around them. Uh, him and and his wife and and his two kids. Um, he's made such an impact on the game, and and now the hockey world's taking care of their family. Um, you know, when when my best buddy passed away, who I played college hockey with, um, you know, earlier in the year, I GoFundMe page raised three hundred seventy thousand dollars for the family. It's just like Amazing. the hockey community is incredible. And here's another way. And I just what you guys are doing. It's it's amazing. Like imagine being a family where some kind of hardship happens and then all of a sudden here's the hockey community to to hold your hand and and get you through it and there's nothing better than that that's why i think hockey is the best sport in the world it really is the best sport in the world because it more than any other sport in my opinion it 
teamwork is stressed and it's, it's about the team and, and that's why we take care of each other. I think that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's, um, I, it's one of the coolest things about hockey, like being joining later in life. Like I didn't, I didn't experience that, but I, I feel it already, you know, with, with my son and, and his team and the families that we're there with, like it's tight. You know, if, if I know that if I ever needed anything, I could probably reach out to really any, anybody that I've come across and, and they would probably be there for me. Um, it's an amazing thing. Um, and, you know, giving back, like, it feels good. You wind up being surrounded by other people that are like-minded. It's just, it's such a positive uh, experience. You know, we were uh, lucky enough to, to go up to the Heroes Cup up in Boston a couple of years ago, uh, which is a, a tournament for first responders and um, um, players with disabilities. Um, and it was so cool to be at this, this facility with like, I don't know, they had eight sheets or something and it was just hockey people everywhere. It was so cool. I mean, and it was people from all walks of life um, coming together to support a good cause. And there was some good, really good hockey going on too. Um, and, and, you know, things like that, like really cement what it is to be involved in hockey. It's like, it, it sums it up. And that's why, like we named the, the company humble hockey because it's like, there's no, I there's no, you never hear any, any of these guys getting interviewed saying I did this, or it's always, we, it's such a team game. You can't win. If you play selfishly, it's like, it, it's the, the absolute best in terms of, uh, of team play. I love it. Like I, that, that I think that's really one of the most attractive things is, is how humble most of these guys are. And at all levels, like I, I run into high school hockey players and they're humble as can be. It's amazing. I love it. And the, the, the lessons that, that you learn in the game of hockey, if you apply them to life, like you're immediately ahead of other people who didn't have those same experiences. It's, it's like actually crazy and so apparent. Like it's so apparent to me now being in the real world, like seeing my friends who are successful that played some level of hockey, didn't have to be pro, didn't have to be college, didn't even have to be junior. Um, but you know, I know who their coaches were and I know what they were instilling in them. And you can see like the way that they carry themselves at work and things like that, you know, it's a separator. So it's one of the reasons Toph and I keep doing this podcast because like, we love talking about this stuff and we think it's valuable to, to kids and parents and coaches and, and, and to keep, you know, progressing the game forward and keeping the, the old traditions of respect and humility and humbleness and all those things and hard work and, and keeping those in the game. And that's obviously something that the, your clothing company, um, specifically your stuff, humble hockey, that, that your message that you're getting out there in the hockey world and couldn't love it anymore, bro. Yeah. It's all like, I love it. Hockey's like really hard, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. And doing hard things like makes you a better person for sure. Because like I, I see a, a lot of times nowadays, like in just society, uh, people complain about like the littlest inconvenience. And it's like, where's your perspective? Like, do, how come you were never asked to do something that you didn't want to do or you never had to push yourself? Like, I just don't. That's so foreign to me. And and I feel bad for people like that are like that because it's like you don't even know what you're capable of. You know, I think yeah. it's so important to push yourself, especially when you're young and be uncomfortable and go outside of your comfort zone because it pays off, you know, exponentially uh, throughout your life. 
Totally. One of the things that I've been talking a lot about is um, excuses and how it's so easy to make excuses for things. It's literally like the easiest thing to do in the world. Um, <laughs> but like when I'm giving my talks, like one of the things I tell, whether it's to parents or it's the kids or, or even the coaches, like one of the character traits that I've seen of the people that I've been around who've been truly great at what they do is ownership. They own what they do. They're accountable for what they do. And to me, it's a superpower. It's an absolute superpower. And a, a little bit, that's like being humble. Like that's it, those two are probably cousins, maybe even brother, sister, like humility and, and ownership because you're not always like there's more, you can get better. <laughs> and it's on mm -hmm. you if if things don't go your way it's not anybody else's fault um there's there's nobody else to point a finger like even if it is somebody else's fault what could what else could i have done to make the situation more advantageous or better you know what i mean and so yeah man i i just i i love everything that you guys are about i i love the the humbleness it it is very clear in meeting you today that you chose the right name for the identity of your company, <laughs> humble hockey. <Thanks>. And so, <laughs> man, I just, it's, it's really, really cool. So um, like, yeah, like I know we've said it a little bit before on the podcast, but tell our listeners, where can they find you both the, you know, the, the charitable foundation, the assisted goals foundation, and, and then humble hockey as well. Where can, where can people find you? Uh, assisted goals is assistedgoals.org, where you can just Google assisted goals foundation um, any donations, you know, if you own a company and you want to donate, it's tax deductible. We can send you letters or invoices for that. Um, and the clothing is at humblehockey.com and you can find all Jeff's GMBM stuff there as well. The gum bum, the gum bum clothing line. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, hey, Corey, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today, man. You're doing awesome things in the hockey world. We are so excited to, to spotlight it. And uh, yeah, man, like good people, people helping people, right, Fex? We love to hear it. Thanks, brother. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah.